0: Hi, everybody. How are you doing? I'm Gloria Moraga. This is the Political Woman Podcast. I've got a million things I want to discuss. So I'm going to control myself and just try to focus on one topic. Brace yourself. Nazis. Yes, I'm going to talk about Nazis. I've always been obsessed with Nazis. When I was a little girl, visiting the library in Fresno, California, I loved history, and I stumbled across Nazis. I stumbled across Germany in the 1930s, and what happened there in the 1930s and 40s, and what caused World War Two, my father fought in World War II. He didn't talk about it much. I've always been interested. So I started reading history books. And <laughs> I was younger, I want to say 10, 11, and I started reading these huge volumes of, of Hitler and Hitler's Rise" and the Third Reich. And I couldn't fathom, as a young girl growing up in Fresno, California, going to church on Sunday, we were Catholic, I couldn't fathom how human beings could do what Hitler did to other human beings. Now, saying that I was Catholic, you study and you know what happened to a man named Jesus. You know about him being nailed to the cross. So you know that there's good and bad in the world. There's good and there's evil. I couldn't fathom, though. Didn't understand. What was the gain? What was the motive that Hitler had to cause the death of millions of people. Money? Power? Surely not, I would think. (laughs) Well, I grew older. I grew up. I realized there is evil in the world and there is hate. And the dictators, the fascists, the Nazis... Use that hate. And they use fear to win control. And yes, my friends, yes, it's for power and for money. That's all. That's all. A little bit of money. That's why they do it. I know it's not a little bit of money, and I know it's not a little bit of power. I know it's a lot. And now it's here in America. It's out in the open. It's not men in white sheets anymore hiding their faces and hiding their identities as they kill, torture black men and women. Uh-uh. It's right out in the open. Nazis, Donald Trump, and fascism. I'm Gloria Moraga, this is the Political Woman Podcast. Please subscribe. I need your support. Going to talk about Nazis, you got to talk about fascism. Here's the definition. Fascism, a far-right, authoritarian, ultra-nationalist political ideology and movement, characterized by a dictatorial leader, centralized autocracy, militarism, forcible suppression of opposition, belief in a natural social hierarchy, subordination of individual interests for the perceived good of the nation or a race, and strong regimentation of society and the economy." End quote. This is Donald Trump. This is the cult that has become Donald Trump. I went round and round when I was writing this podcast and I was pulling quotes from everywhere. And there's obviously that sound bites from him not long ago, it was actually on Veterans Day, where he gave that hate speech and called people vermin, just like the Nazis, just like Hitler. My friends, that is what Hitler called the Jews. We pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country that lie and steal and cheat on elections and will do anything possible, they'll do anything, whether legally or illegally, to destroy America and to destroy the American dream. On the one hand, it makes me so damn sad. And on the other hand, I'm so freaking angry. that this hatred has a strong voice and many followers. I was just listening to Trump. He's in Iowa today. And I don't know what's more disgusting, him and the way he talks about people or the people applauding him, Iowans good, decent people, applauding the hate. That was another thing I never understood about the Nazis. How did he get all of those people in Germany to follow him? How? Why? Why would they do it? Why would they turn on their neighbors, on their Jewish neighbors? We're all people. So putting this together, I was just, how do I do this? What do I do? Do I just write, quote everything? Do I use his sound bites? What I'm going to do is I'm going to quote from some articles. This is from the New York Times. Quote, using incendiary and dehumanizing language to refer to his opponents Mr. Trump vowed to root out what he called the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country. The threat from outside forces, said Trump, is far less sinister, dangerous, and grave than the threat from within, Mr. Trump said Saturday in a nearly two-hour Veterans Day Address in Claremont, New Hampshire. Mr. Trump accused Democrats and President Biden of trying to roll back his efforts to expand veteran access to health care. That's a lie. Okay, I go back to quoting. Causing soaring inflation, pushing the country to the brink of World War III, endangering the troops in Afghanistan, and of lying and rigging elections. Okay, I'm gonna stop quote. All of that is not true. And I hope everybody understands that every country in the world is suffering with inflation. And yeah, big business is getting rich off of us. Have you seen the profits from the oil industry? It's criminal. It's not Biden and the Democrats who are causing inflation, it's greed, and here's what else. We are still recovering from the pandemic, the pandemic that Mr. Trump mismanaged back to the New York Times. As he has before, Mr. Trump again called for executing drug dealers praising China for making drug trafficking a capital offense. But in New Hampshire, a state where the opioid crisis has hit particularly hard, he turned to an informal straw poll to strengthen his case. Let's have a vote, Mr. Trump said to the crowd. Who would be in favor of the death penalty? Now wait, don't go yet. Knowing that it will solve the problem, Trump has also bragged, I want you all to listen to this and please share this information. Trump has repeatedly said he wants to put illegal immigrants and he hasn't been that clear about who exactly into camps to get them out of our cities. To to put them in camps, yes. Like the Nazis, he's going to put people in camps. And when I see groups like Hispanics for Trump, or Latinos for Trump, or Mexicans for Trump, I want to throw up. You know why? Because he's using, calling Democrats communists. And a lot of Latin immigrants are very anti commie. Well, because they think they came from a communist country. He plays to people's fear. If you're a Latino for Trump, get ready to move into a camp. Get your stuff packed. You're not gonna be able to take too much, just what you can carry. Yeah, I'm angry. Quoting, again, this is from the Anchorage Daily News. Trump calls political enemies vermin, echoing dictators, Hitler and Mussolini. And this is the beginning of that article. Former President Donald Trump denigrated his domestic opponents and critics, calling those on the other side of the aisle vermin and suggesting that they pose a greater threat to the United States than countries such as Russia, China, or North Korea. That language is drawing rebuke from historians. Here's more quotes from Anchorage from Trump. And this is from the article. Yet Trump's use of the word vermin, both in his speech and in a truth social post on Saturday, drew particular backlash. Quote, the language is the language that dictators use to instill fear said Timothy Nafali, a senior research scholar at Columbia University School of International and Public Affairs. When you dehumanize an opponent, you strip them of their constitutional rights to participate securely in a democracy because you're saying they're not human. That's what dictators do. Domingo Garcia, president of the League of United Latin American Citizens, the oldest Hispanic civil rights group in the country, said at the time that Trump's comments about blood indicate his language is getting more extreme, comparing it to Nazi propaganda about Jewish people. And then the article goes on to say that Trump faces 91 charges across four criminal cases. And I'll go on to read, this is from another article. Trump's divisive rhetoric comes as he remains the clear polling leader in the dwindling GOP primary field. And as he and his allies have already started to plot ways for the federal government to punish his critics and opponents should he win back the White House next November. And then this is from the Washington Post. The Washington Post recently reported that Trump, who faces 91 charges across four criminal cases, is naming the people he wants to investigate and prosecute. And his associates are drafting plans to potentially invoke the Insurrection Act on his first day in the office, which would allow him to deploy the military in response to civil demonstrations. And this is from the Washington Post. Trump and his allies plot revenge, Justice Department control in second term. In private, Trump has told advisors and friends in recent months that he wants the Justice Department to investigate one-time officials and allies who have become critical of his time in office, including his former chief of staff, John F. Kelly, and former attorney general, William Barr, as well as his ex-attorney, Ty Cobb, and former joint chiefs of staff chairman, General Mark Milley. His list, his hate list goes on and on. Trump wants to, quote, go after President Biden and his family, who've done nothing except win. Biden's done nothing except be a great president who gets short shrift from the freaking media. They don't, they don't report on Biden honestly. Nobody does. Nobody in mainstream media reports on President Biden the way that they should. Honestly, fair, and balanced. Now, Recently, and I'm going to do a podcast on this, Biden met with the leader of China. And it's like some big publication said Biden's meeting with world leader meets its very low expectations. This is why the man can't get a break very low expectations. Come on, damn it. He's meeting with China, building bridges, diplomatically, not with threats. I'll have more on that topic later because I want to talk about the pandas and, and what we're gaining by Biden's meeting. Then the Post article goes on to say that The former president, Trump, has frequently made corruption accusations against his enemies that are not supported by available evidence. See, I mean, they bend over backwards to support Trump. And then there's this quote. Much of the planning for a second term has been unofficially outsourced to a partnership of right-wing think tanks in Washington and I've talked about this in another podcast, dubbed Project 2025, the group is developing a plan to include draft executive orders that would deploy the military domestically under the Insurrection Act, according to a person involved in those conversations and internal communications reviewed by the Washington Post. The law, the Insurrection Act, was last updated in 1871 and it authorizes the president to deploy the military for domestic law enforcement because it was after the Civil War and it goes on and on and on and on and I'm going to get a, I'm going to do a post on my website GloriaMoraga.com and I'm going to include all the links. I'm not going to include the text from this but I'm going to include all the links. my friends we are in trouble we are in trouble i'm just watching him as i said i watch him give these speeches and i try to find i desperately try to find a soundbite that's balanced that offers some sort of information about how he wants to lead the country and What are his thoughts about the issues? And there's nothing, there's no soundbite on issues except attacks. Everything's an attack on the current president. It's an attack on his enemies. It's an attack on democracy. It's an attack on our republic and our way of life. And people support him, just like the Germans Supported him in the 1930s and early 40s. And why? The economy was shit. Okay, the economy was really bad. And people, I hear them say they're going to support Trump because of inflation. Get a life, people. Honestly, yes, I'm affected by it. Yes, I get gas. I live in California. I paid six bucks a gallon the other day for gas. When I was in college, I could fill up my tank for like a dollar. Okay, It was a little tank. I could scrape together 50 cents and put enough gas in my car to last, you know, a week. I know, it affects me. The whole world is suffering right now. Read, read what's going on in other countries. So you're going to lose, you're going to throw away democracy because gas is $5 a gallon, why don't you rally up and rise up against the oil companies that are gouging us? Nobody talks about that. Everybody blames Biden. All right, I'm rambling. I'm angry. I digress. Here's the thing. One-third of voters support Trump. Two thirds of us are smart. Two thirds of us read. Two thirds of us are good people, and we know he's bad. He's a bad egg. Like the girl in Willy Wonka, she was a bad egg, and boom, down she went. The problem is we don't all vote. The problem is, they're already saying that Hispanics aren't going to vote. They're not happy with Biden. Wow, wow, wow. I am sick to death of people complaining about Biden. If you're complaining about Biden, you're not reading enough. Biden's a great president. Biden's doing things that have never been done before. I mean, you don't know it. I, I'm making a commitment that from now on till next year, when the election takes place, I'm gonna work every day on posting a good positive story of something Joe Biden has done for us. Not for himself, not for his family, not for his son, his only son who was a drug addict. No, for us, for the American people, because it's there, he's doing it. so sad about what's happening in our country. Why? Why is this happening? Why? A hater? Trump? A hater who makes people afraid? I'm Gloria Moraga. This is the Political Woman Podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you for listening Thanks for watching. I'm Gloria Moraga. This is Political Woman Podcast. Please subscribe. And more than anything, be safe.